Good morning and welcome to another episode of Shut Up, Pray, and Execute. Shut up and shut down all the external and internal chatter that you hear. Pray, get closer to God, the one who made you, and execute. Just do it like Nike. Let's get into this episode. Okay. So today I want to talk about the 78-day challenge that I'm on. Um, I gotta be honest, I just recorded half of this podcast and something happened. So we are trying it again. So hello again. But this 78-day challenge that I'm doing, I'm on day 74. um, And it started uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago when I heard a message by the Potter's House of Denver. And it was one of the Wednesday night Bible studies, and it was so powerful. The lady that was speaking was talking about miracles, and she just declared um, that the last hundred days of the year would be nothing but miracles and blessings and all of this awesome stuff. So I said, okay, Sharia, we are in that hundred days. I receive it. That's for me. Um, and so if God is moving in this last 100 days, I want to be a part of it. I want to see what he's going to do in my life. I want to see, um, I just want to see, okay. I just want to see. And so I just felt like it was really important to declare this 78 day challenge, um, and challenge myself really not God, but challenge myself to push whatever was left in me. Whatever God had in store for me, if he was handing out blessings, I was going to be in alignment and I was going to be working while he was working and we were just going to see what happens. Okay, so I started this 78 day challenge. I'm on day 74 and it has been really awesome. And I would love to share with you guys in this podcast what I have been learning through Revelation and what he's been showing me, um, how difficult it has been, how awesome it has been. And um just all of that, all of that. So let me back up a little bit and tell you what has happened before I entered into the challenge slash the first few days of the challenge. And it was mainly um, clearing out the clutter in my head. And so I had to sit down and write out all of the things that God had shown me, all of the visions that God had given me and put them into blocks. And then I proceeded to... Um, write out what movement in those areas looked like and after that I wrote out what action steps needed to happen the first the only three three action steps that needed to happen in order to um, get to those desi- those desired steps of movement and see what God was doing and manifest those things really was what I was doing and so in the beginning of the year Um, I was so motivated beginning of 2018. I was so motivated. I was putting down roots um, on this, on all the businesses, on all the visions that God had given me. And I was just doing my best to get things popping. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then all of a sudden I started to lose steam. Um, And I really don't know why I lost steam. I just kind of lost steam. Um, And I think at one point it was just, I go through these highs and lows with my relationship with God. Not that he isn't good, not that he isn't working in my life, but I just lose the, the fire to dive in every single day. And I kind of backed up. Um, and then at one point God was showing me all these different visions and it was just awesome and amazing and slightly overwhelming at the same time. And I think from all of that overwhelming 
um, excitement that I felt, I kind of backed up again. Um, and this is just a little background for you guys. Not that you actually need to hear it, but this is a podcast, so I'm sharing my life, okay? Um, so I kind of backed up and I was like, wow, this is a lot. And then I didn't move. Almost like I was paralyzed with so much excitement and not knowing what to do. And then God revealed to me closer to when I started this challenge that um, this is not all. All the vision that I gave you is not all to be done in one year. It's not all for right now. It's like over the next five years. Um, and so that was really encouraging to me because then I was able to really sit down and focus. So maybe God has given you some vision and you might be overwhelmed at how awesome and big it is. And you're like, ah, God, I actually don't know about this. Just take a second, breathe, let it go and realize that it's over a period of time that God is going to manifest this thing and bring it to life. God is not a microwave God. He is a God of process. And so enjoy the ride. And that's what I had to tell myself. And so I was really able to sit down and put out these blocks and the main things that I wanted to focus on. And so for me, I am a mom and I work part-time at a nonprofit. I have two businesses that I would like to start up and I work at, not work at church, but I help out um, with our young adults ministry at our church. And so, um, I wrote down all these things and I put them in its own separate block. And for all my moms out there, I want to point out that I had a home block and I also had a personal care block because taking care of home is totally different than taking care of yourself, girl. So make sure that that is a, a, a block or um, a category for yourself. If you're putting down everything that's important to you, all the things that you want to focus on in the now, make sure that yourself is one of them. Guys, too, if guys are listening, self is something that you have to take care of. And so I wrote down all the things that were important, all the things that needed my attention right now. And then I made sure that I put down all the side things that um, required my attention as of now, but they weren't the main things. The main things had a big block. The side things, I just jotted down on the side. So I was like, yeah, they have my attention, but honestly, it's a side thing. I could let it go if I needed to. Okay. Okay, so that's just a background on how I started the challenge and the vision and clarity that I was able to grasp by writing these things down. Um, and so then um, the first thing I did after that, the first day of my challenge, I prayed. Um, after I created the plan, I prayed and I just asked God to renew me. It's kind of been my prayer um, over the past week is just renewed vision renewed heart just be renewed and revitalized for the end of the year and going into 2019 to be honest this challenge um is not a challenge of oh it's the new year oh it's the new year nah it really is a challenge of god is moving now i want to be with him now not in heaven i mean i'm ready to go to heaven whenever he wants to take me but i'm not okay okay and so the challenge is just to challenge myself to move now. And so the 78 day challenge, I'm on day 74 and that's how I started it. And I prayed to God and just asked him for his insight, his clarity and all of those wonderful things. And to be honest, guys, that first day of prayer for me was a little awkward. Um, it's after being away from God for a little bit, it wasn't that long, you know, I wasn't going like, a year without prayer or whatever it's just a few months or something but to come back to that place of surrenderance 
and trying to talk to God was a little awkward. Um, I have to be honest. And I just had to sit with that because I wasn't going to not pray. I just had to work through the awkwardness. (laughs) So it kind of was like, hey, God, you know, thank you for waking me up this morning. Amen. (laughs) And then the next day it got better. But I just want to be real and honest because I think sometimes people get so caught up in like how you hear people pray at church or wherever you fellowship. And um, it doesn't always have to be like that, especially when you're starting out, especially when you're coming back to it after being away for a long time. And to be honest, God is so loving and he sees us in our entire nicenessness, okay? And so he's like, all right, Sharia, I see you being awkward. I'm still with it. I'm still rocking with you. We're going to get through it, okay? And so we had our little awkward prayer sessions and it's getting better. Thank God. And I'm just... I'm happy that I'm reconnecting with him on that level. So moving on, let's get into all this stuff that I've learned so far, because I don't want this to be like a super long podcast, and I'm starting to feel like it's going to be. So you just grab you some coffee. Right now it's 8.45 in the morning. You probably already had your coffee, or you're sipping on your tea or some lemon water. Just grab it. Settle in for a second. Get your notebook. Mm, Hope God speaks to you, but he was speaking to me. So this is what I learned so far. Put emotions to the side. The first thing that I had to learn on day one of this challenge was I could not focus on my emotions. They are so deceiving. So when I created my schedule after doing the clarity session of what was the main thing, what was the side things, um, I had to create my schedule. And my schedule has to start at 4.30 in the morning. I have two kids. And they wake up at about 7.30. Thank God, I think my little one is still sleeping. She might be in there playing with her toes right now. I'm going to be real with you. But if I don't start my morning early, then it pushes everything else back. Like today, just transparency, I am doing this late. This is my second time recording it, but I'm determined to get it out. And thankfully, the grace of God is with me that baby girl is still sleeping and my son is watching the computer. Don't judge me, judge yourself, okay? And so um, I had to put my emotions aside in order to wake up. Today wasn't a good day, but yesterday was. And I was able to wake up early enough to get things done um, and do what I need to do in the morning. And so as a mom, I have to wake up early so that I can cook breakfast. I can get in my coffee. I can put my hands to at least one thing like my work emails or this podcast and I can pray and journal and have time to take care of myself before I even nurture and love on my kids. All of the other stuff will be have would have been done and I can focus. So my morning starts at 4:30. Have to be honest, every morning isn't a 4:30 morning. I'm still working on it, okay? But the point is is that that's what I'm working towards. And so 5:30 has kind of been my um wake up time right now and the rest of the week I'm still going to strive for 4 30 that's just kind of the thing but you have to put your emotions to the side in order to do that you wake up feeling tired and it's like oh I'm so tired I don't want to wake up that's a feeling girl ignore it get up anyway okay that's what I'm trying to tell myself and yesterday I was able to do that today not so much okay um other things like uh working part-time it, it is more taxing, so I work Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
So in between those days, I have to check my emails and I have to do certain projects so that I can be cut up when I get to work on Tuesday or Thursday. Previously, I was saying, oh my gosh, um, you know, I only work Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it can wait till I get into the office. That's a feeling. That's a feeling of laziness. Let's call it what it is. And so I had to sit down and be like, all right, Sharia, this project is due tomorrow morning. Like they're expecting it to be done. We need to do it now. Okay. Um, or et cetera, et cetera. Just being able to put your emotions to the side and get it done. Just do it like Nike. The next thing that I learned was create a schedule and wake up early. I feel like I already touched on that. Um, but whatever your schedule is, especially if you're a mom, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're waking up early to get it done. Especially if you're already in a nine to five job, your time during the day is limited. So you have to wake up early or decide to go to bed at night. You might not be a morning person, a-okay, but stay your butt up at night so you can get it done. And that is going to help you in the long run. Spending those extra hours, even if it's 30 minutes or 45, an hour or two, um, create a schedule so that you are on track and putting your hands to what God has called you to do. The third thing that I learned was conflict is not a sign of defeat. Oh man, so I have faced quite a bit of conflict, not super strenuous, not over the top, but small things and obstacles that have presented themselves as I'm on this challenge, especially, um, and over the last year, before my mindset made, before when a conflict would come up, um, it would make me second guess. And I would have to go back to the drawing board and pray about it, which God would remind me, hey, we've already talked about this. I've already told you to do it. You're fine. You have the victory. And that's just how me and God talk. We're real simple, okay? So don't judge our conversations. <laughs> but um, I had conflicts and I would have to go back to the drawing board and God would just reassure me about what he'd already told me. And I was able to... Um, rise above the conflict and in the 78 day challenge thing that I'm on right now um, conflicts would occur and I would just have to remind myself again that this is not a sign of defeat I'm not messing up I'm not in the wrong place God would tell me if I was in the wrong place during our prayer time he would correct me um, but I'm not. And so that just means I have to get around the obstacle. I have to get over it. I have to get through it. But I don't have to embrace it and alter my course of action. Right. And so um, that was something that I have learned so far as well. And maybe it's something that you're going through and you're feeling like, man, I'm encountering a lot of obstacles right now. Like there's a lot of pushback, friends acting crazy, family acting crazy, job cutting up. It could just be um, the enemy trying to distract you and get your mind off of what God has called you to. Pray about it. Get some insight about the conflicts that are occurring. But uh, conflict doesn't always mean defeat. It doesn't always mean that you're out of alignment. It could just mean you're right where you need to be. The next thing that I learned is that you are responsible for what you can control. God has given us authority and dominion in this earth. I think that a lot of us don't own it like we should, but the reality is we do have it. 
And so um, with authority and dominion, we also have stewardship. And so when God gives us an idea um, or a vision for something, we have to realize that God is also giving us the power and ability and authority to move on it, to act on this thing, to manifest it in the earth. And with that, there are big and small things that we could do in order to bring this thing into fruition. Of course, there are, in some scenarios, well, there are things that God has to do. You know, if you are a preacher, God is calling you to preach. You can't save anybody. God saves through his Holy Spirit, by his grace, by his mercy. It's not like you're saving anyone. You get what I'm saying? And so um, God was just bringing to bringing it up to me that, look, Sharia, you are waiting for me, but I'm waiting for you. I've already given you all the tools that you need for this moment. So just go out there and start working it. Start doing it. Control what you can control. You can wake up early in the morning and start writing these emails. You can wake up in the morning and start recording these podcasts. You have the knowledge to put together a website. You have the skill and the knowledge to write a book or whatever God is calling you to do. If it's to go to school, you have the ability to put your hand to a paper and fill out that application to get into that school or put forth the work to study for your LSAT or MCAT or whatever, you know. And so owning your responsi- your responsibilities and not pawning it off as an excuse of, oh, you know, I'm just waiting for God or I can't control it. It's out of my control. Nah, there is stuff that is in your control and you have to um, own that and act in it. The other thing that I've learned is there are different people in your tribe sit with it wait for it there are different people in your tribe okay think about all the people that you hang around right now count them one two three four her her him her Mm -hmm. all the people all the close people that you hang around um and think about um how can i say this think about how close you are to each one everybody in your tribe can't handle everything that you have to offer there might be one or two of your best friends that you can share everything with but as God begins to give you vision on things you will start to see that not everybody can handle um, everything that God has given you Um, me and my sister were talking about it the other day and we were saying that not all of our friends can see us get our hair done everybody's not invited to the hair taken down and the hair install if you're a weave head like I was am you understand not everybody can see what happens under the wig cap okay you're going to ask questions I don't need you to ask questions I just need you to roll okay that's how it is take inventory of your friends don't discredit them don't throw them to the side this is not an excuse to be all isolated I'm a woman of one that's not what I'm saying I'm saying Um, Take inventory and learn who your friends are and learn how they operate as you are growing in this place that God is taking you and realize that you might not be able to share certain visions with them because their level of belief is not on the same level of yours. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person or whatever. It just means that when you begin to talk about how God is moving in your life and the level of faith that is required of you, they might deposit some seeds of doubt in that at the tender stages of this journey 
might not be something that you can handle. And so you might have to be able to um, shut down certain conversations. And I do want to have a podcast about this later, but you might have to shut down certain conversations. And it's just important to take inventory and know who's in your squad, what you can take to them and be able to guard yourself against certain conversations and um yeah, just just take inventory. Just take inventory. And that's something that I had to learn kind of the hard way and it is unfortunately by trial and error error. Um in Torrey Roberts recent sermon, Get Your Weight Up, he kind of touches on it at the end. So if you're interested, go check it out. It will definitely bless your life. Um, and then we're going to have a podcast on that topic around that topic later on too. Um, there, what else did I learn? Um, don't look at the big picture. Oh my goodness. This was important. I, I kind of touched on this at the beginning, but God, when I, a few months ago, God began to give me so many visions and ideas and I love to honor the creative side and honor the ideas that God has given me. It was probably a year or so ago, and Tito Jakes was talking about how creative God is and how the idea for a chair came as an idea. And it wasn't until somebody honored the creative vision that they um, manifested it and brought it to life and created the chair. So the, think about it. It's a basic tool, a chair. It's a chair, okay? A chair but somebody had to think about that chair in order to create it most people were sitting on the floor until somebody thought of a chair and it wasn't until somebody honored the creative idea and manifested it into reality that it became a reality and now it's a household item the ideas that God gives you start um, the things that God wants to do in your life starts as an idea and he is giving you these creative ideas that may seem whimsical may seem off but the reality is is that he's entrusting you to manifest them and so for me God was starting to give me all of these ideas knowing that I would honor them in the long run but like I said before they started to overwhelm me and I just had to realize um, by God's revelation that um, my son is starting to call me by God's revelation that it's not all supposed to be done in this moment right now today. Uh, and so in that, I just, um, with that revelation that God had given me, I had to take a step back and breathe. And I was able to create that clarity chart of what was most important and what was side, what was later, what will be done at a different time that requires my attention, but just not right now. You know, and so when you look at the big picture, sometimes it can indeed be overwhelming, but just be encouraged that God is a God of process and he'll take you through the process of manifesting, manifesting, bleh, manifesting these things in due time. So don't look at the big picture, focus on the project, focus on the now and what needs to be done. The next thing I learned was to reconnect. You have to reconnect with God. If you got vision from God or you have a vision it's and it's from God there's some things that might happen that might not be from God I'm just throwing that out there but if your vision is from God or you think that you have an idea sit down with God and ask him about strategy talk about it with him the most important thing about this podcast shut up pray and execute that 
is that it is on all fronts. Um, it is about business. It's about family. It's about self. There are certain levels of execution that need to be done, but it can't be done without real relationship. Like you can do it without relationship with God, but nine times out of 10, you doing it in your own strength, you were messing up. Okay. And so reconnecting with God for me was so important because I'm able to hear from him. And when conflicts and things arise, I'm able to combat it because I've already had the conversation with God. Um, and he knows my end from my beginning. And so it's nothing, it's nothing. Okay. That's how it is. Um, and then let's see. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Um, the next thing that I learned is this process, the 78 challenge, 78 day challenge, um, is about becoming, it is about becoming who God created me to be. And it's about beating my flesh so that I'm in a better position to be who God created to be and manifest the things that God created me to manifest. Um, Torrey Roberts said it best. He said, it's less about the achievements and more about becoming. And honestly, I didn't realize it when I declared the challenge um, that this is what it was about. But it is so a character building process. And God wants to lay this sort of a foundation so that we are prepared for the next level. Um, and then lastly... <laughs> What God really started to reveal to me. And lastly, what God began to reveal to me is that um, it was in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. And it talks about uh, leaders in the church. And yes, it says leaders in the church, but I want you to know that this is applicable for everyone. Okay. And so in this, um, in this passage, God, um, no, I think. Paul is talking to Peter. Forgive me for not knowing exactly who was talking to who. But in this passage, um, Paul was talking to Timothy. And I think he, he was talking to him and saying pretty much um, that there are certain criteria for people that are leaders in the church. You can't be drunk with wine. You can't, um, you know, operate in certain ways that would distract you or distract others from what God is trying to do in you. And then there was this one line that really hit, I think it was verse seven or verse six. And it was saying, um, Lord, help me to get it right. It said, um, it said, you have to, I'm going to paraphrase it. It's better for me to paraphrase. <laughs> it says pretty much you have to um, be able to handle your own life. Like if you can't keep your own affairs in order how can God entrust you with the affairs of the church and it just reminded me of how my mom always used to tell me that home is your first ministry like your children your babies what you do at home is first and then being able to give to the world is second and all of this was so profound for me in this season and in this challenge because in that moment I was exhausted guys like I have been trying it's hard 
when you are beating your flesh. It's hard when you're pushing against your feelings and your feelings are pushing back. It's hard when you're taking inventory of the friends and the people that you have around you, not discounting them or discrediting them of who they are and who God has called them to be, but realizing what they have to offer you and you them in this season of your life. It's hard to do all of the things and be in this place of surrenderance with God. And so in this moment, I actually said to God, like, yo, I'm kind of tired. Like, it's only been four days <laughs> and your girl is kind of tired. And so and he was I felt like in this moment, he was just telling me, like, Sharia, I'm grooming you. So I'm, I'm taking you to a place that I can um, groom you for the next step. Okay, I'm taking you here to set the foundation, like I said before, so that you would be prepared to handle what comes next. This is foundational work. And in order for you to be able to go to the next level, you have to be able to own your space, master this level, and then be prepared for the next. And in in First um, Timothy 3, that's what he was talking about. He was saying, control yourself, master yourself, learn yourself, um, resist sin, resist being extra in these in these in these circumstances, excuse me, and um, learn what it means to be under control and be um, in this place so that you are pre prepared for the next place. I hope I said that right. I hope um, you understand what I'm getting there, but that's what God was saying to me because you will get tired. You're pushing up against yourself and yourself will fight back. Your surroundings will fight back because they're not used to you operating in this way, but it's okay. This is what God has called you to do. I have seen so much grace, especially in the mornings, um, in preparing for the day that God, I've seen so much grace. And even in the morning in preparing for the day, God gives me, um, just extra I don't even know extra grace my kids are better <laughs> my kids are better I'm able to operate and understand what's happening I'm just I just pray that when you guys take on the challenge or if you guys decide to take on this challenge for whatever period in time that you're listening to this podcast that you allow God's grace to cover you and understand that he's with you as you are doing this and it's because of him that you are doing this, you know, and he desires for you to um, have a better relationship with him. And he desires for you to um, be a better steward of the of the visions that he's given you and set this foundation. And so I really pray that this has blessed someone. Um, I pray that you decide to take a challenge if you're in this space and you're really wanting to manifest something, but you are feeling like you're super distracted or you're feeling a lot of pushback, whatever, just take the challenge. And it really is for yourself. God is going to move. He is going to honor this time of seeking him. Um, the, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And that's what you're doing, especially when you're connecting in the morning or at night or whatever. And you are praying and seeking God's face. He will show up. He will show up. He wants you to do this kind of stuff. He wants you to beat your flesh and seek him and um, manifest the things that he has given you because he gets the glory from it, you know? And so I really pray that this has encouraged you. It's encouraged me. And the last thing, thank you, Lord, because I don't want to 
get rid of, finish this podcast without saying this. To my people that have um, been doing something similar to this, say that you are um, already beating your flesh. Say that you are already setting the foundation for God to move in your life and you are more advanced in this challenge. You may begin to see other people around you transitioning into the place that you um, feel that God is calling you into. And initially, your flesh may want to say, like, God, why me? Why not me? Why them? Why not me? What am I doing wrong? God doesn't want you to do that. God wants you to see them transition, see them walking into their next. And he wants you to instead take note, take note of the transition that they are going into. If you want to be a manager and you see someone transition into that manager phase, take note of how they are making their transition happen. Not how they did it, but how they are operating in that place. Because you're next. If you have a vision and somebody is already making moves and is transitioning into that next level of life, don't be envious. Don't have a hissy fit. Don't question God and his plan for your life. Just take note. Just watch, okay? Because you're next. And when you watch, make sure that you are praying. Praying not only for yourself and that you would have wisdom and knowledge when you get to that level, but pray for them. Because that will change your perspective on how you see them and how you see their come up, okay? Pray for them that they in their season have wisdom and knowledge and insight and instinct that is going to sustain them. Pray that God keeps them. Pray that God renews them and revitalizes them because you are next. You want somebody to pray for you. And not only that, is that we are called to pray for others. And so just pray for them. Don't be envious. If you're in that stage, I just pray that God um, directs your heart in that season and that he continues to bless them and bless you and that you guys just have a blessed day. My son is calling me and so I've got to go, but I love you. Remember, shut up, pray and execute. Shut down the chatter, internal and external. Pray, reconnect God, because he is the one who made you. He knows this journey better than you do. And execute. Just do it. You have dominion and authority, and you got to walk in it. I love you guys. Have an awesome day.